Hello, and welcome to the Social Disease Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Jasper. And today we're starting season two of Degrassi, and we're super excited about it. Season one was very short, but this season was a little bit longer. And we're going to be starting with the main, main, main characters of the season, Emma, Manny, kind of, Craig, and Sean, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty much the Emma and Craig show featuring Manny and Sean. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely what it is. Well put. So we're going to start with Emma and Sean because Craig has a little bit more and it's also a bit more intense. So we're just going to save that for the end. So for Emma and Sean, the season starts out for both of them with meeting Craig and they both kind of help Craig, Sean a bit more so, but definitely they both help Craig with getting out of his abusive dad's house. And they just kind of start that like friendship with him. And then the first thing that Emma really does is that after meeting Craig, her and Manny have a big crush on him and they decide to sneak into the, I guess it's the ninth grade dance. It's like 80s night and everyone's dressing up as 80s people. (laughs) Um, So they sneak into the dance with the help of Craig and everyone thinks that Craig has a crush on Emma but at the end of the dance, Craig asks Manny to dance. So scandalous. Biggest plot twist. <laughs> Honestly, though. And at the same time, Emma just found out that her mom is dating Mr. Simpson. And she's not too happy about it because she comes home from the dance and finds her mom and Simpson making out, which is really weird to see. <laughs> so then... The next episode with Emma is that it's the science fair and Emma is doing like effective healthy food on like school performance or something. And it's also the last time that she interacts with Spinner before they get married. (laughs) Is that actually, we're going to have to keep tracking that as we go. (laughs) I'm almost sure that this is the last time they interact. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So Emma ends up winning the science fair and Liberty accuses Simpson of favoritism because the whole class finds out that Emma's mom is dating Simpson. But then like Liberty's project was trash. I forget what it was about, but it was definitely trash. (laughs) Um, They said it was trash. They were like, hers was boring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Simpson makes Emma feel better about the whole thing. He's like, just because I'm dating your mom doesn't mean that I'm going to treat you differently. Like, even though you could call me Archie or Snake at home, it's fine. (laughs) And then pretty soon afterwards, Simpson and Spike are engaged, and then they're getting married, like, two episodes later. It's super fast. Straight people, man. I don't know. I didn't even realize how fast it was until rewatching this. It was, like, three episodes in between. (laughs) It was insane. Yeah. So they're about to get married. And then Spike finds out that she is pregnant. And they, of course, did not plan for this pregnancy. Not sure why Spike can't, like, plan a pregnancy for once. But (laughs) she she contemplates having an abortion because Snake says something about, oh, we want to have kids, but, like, not right now. So Spike is like, oh, maybe I'll have an abortion. And then Emma is like, no, you can't have an abortion. What if you aborted me? So she goes completely out of her lane and walks over to Joey's house where Snake is having his bachelor party and tells Snake that her mom is pregnant, which causes this whole snafu and everyone like freaks the fuck out. (laughs) There's a whole big fight between everyone. But at the end of the day, Spike and Snake decide that they will get married and have this baby. And then in this episode as well, Manny is trying to play matchmaker to get Emma and Sean back together. And Manny invites Sean to the wedding without Emma knowing. But then Emma finds out and says, uninvite him. Then she realizes she should invite him. And then when he comes to the wedding, they kiss and get back together. So then soon after Sean and Emma being together, Sean gets really stressed because his brother just lost his job and Emma has invited him to dinner with her parents. So he's stressed about those two things. 
so then at dinner he ends up taking some wine i think from emma's house and gets pretty drunk and then he takes spike offering him leftovers really personally like he thinks that she's calling him a charity case and such so he storms out and heads to jimmy's party because sean and jimmy are kind of reconciling their feud a little bit but then sean shows up super drunk and starts drinking more alcohol at jimmy's party and he ends up breaking a bottle which just ruins everything and then emma comes along and saves him and is just like i understand that things are bad but we gotta work through this together like we gotta support each other we're 13. yeah <laughs> it's it's actually really cute though it is cute i'm sorry <laughs> so then the last thing for emma is that she is fully against gm foods in the calf and she petitions to Radich to get GM foods out of the calf, saying that like, we don't know if they're unsafe or whatever. And then when Radich doesn't listen to her, she decides to protest outside the school. And Radich does not like that. So he's like, stop or you're suspended. And then she refuses to stop. And it turns into kind of protesting, not just GM foods, but also her right to protest in the first place. So she ends up sticking firmly to her beliefs and being like fuck you Radich I do what I want and she gets suspended and that's it for Emma and Sean cool all right let's start with Simpson and that relationship that happened in this season yeah I really like to see how their relationship grew from when she first found out Spike was dating him to the end of the season um, because at first she is super against the idea and she's like, oh, you can't date my teacher. That's super weird. I mean, it would be for an eighth grader, but like they really end up having a great relationship, not only towards the end of the season, but in the rest of Emma's time on the show. So I really like, like to see that happen. Yeah, this was my first time watching this season after watching the junior senior high school episodes so, <laughs> yeah thank you Degrassi junior high so watching it I had such a better understanding of who the adult characters were which made it for me more enjoyable but I really did not notice how quickly they moved through that relationship it was yeah. that was ridiculous it was so fast because I felt like I wanted to see more of it like the first time I watched through but I didn't really care but now that I know who those characters are I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't build on it more but I also understand from their point of like we've known each other for so long and I don't know I think when you're older I guess what what are they almost like 30 yeah yeah I mean I know people who date for like eight months when they're 30 and then just like get married because they're like eh <laughs> We're old anyway let's just do it and I say that as I'm 25 so <laughs> I just didn't like it in Degrassi I wish I wish they showed a little bit more but I think they did an awesome job with Emma and Simpson yeah I definitely agree on the timeline because they start dating like the beginning of the season then they're married by the middle of the season so that can't be more than like six months it was very quick and the pregnancy I feel like could have pushed it faster if they had known earlier but they didn't so they could have used that a little bit but they didn't use it like that oh like oh let's get married because you're pregnant yeah but like if they were like well we want to get married anyway but like this is more of a reason mm -hmm. but they didn't use that which I guess is like fine because you really shouldn't be just like only getting married because you're pregnant but it wouldn't have hurt yeah, like I understand not really focusing on their relationship because the focus of the show should be on the kids and the students rather than the adults. But I also really would have liked to see Spike propose. Yes! Oh, that would have been so cute. I really also enjoyed the scene where Emma and Emma like is telling Manny that Simpson is dating her mom. And then Manny is like, you know, he's kind of cute and dorky in his Mr. Simpson way. And I'm like, Manny's such a good friend here. You know, she's just like trying to help out. And Emma's just so frigging bitter over this. 
It was cute. That's just that's just Emma. <laughs> I know, Manny's like adorable, and Emma is just like all the season. <laughs> yeah, but. But yeah, I did really like the growth of their relationship, like where she is accusing him of favoritism and being like, get out of my life, to like, she's the one, even though she definitely should not have done so, she should not have gone to Simpson to tell him about the pregnancy. Can we talk about that? Yes, please. Okay. I didn't think it was wrong. I think that I would have done the exact same thing if I was 13 and my mom's like, I'm going to abort this child without talking to my my fiance who's going to be your dad like tomorrow. I honestly think I would have ran and did the same thing. Okay, honestly, I can understand Emma's perspective with wanting to tell Snake, but I think it was just Spike just kind of talking about her options out loud. I think what made me the most upset about this whole thing was that she was doing that with Emma. Yeah. Emma's too young. You have all your friends visiting. Talk to them about this. You should not be like, ooh, should I get an abortion to my 13-year-old daughter who I had as like an accident as well? Like she obviously loves Emma, but you can't do that. You That's bad parenting. Yeah, I definitely agree. Emma took it the wrong way. Like Spike is just kind of venting about her feelings about the whole situation. And then Emma's like, ooh, I need to go tell Snake because he needs to know, even though Spike just found out two hours ago. I think it was justified because of the way that Spike was saying it. Because she was making it sound like, I'm not going to tell Simpson, I'm just going to get the abortion. Because he already said he doesn't want kids, which is so dramatic and like childlike that's almost like if a kid was like well the house is on fire but I'm not gonna tell because mom said I can't come and wake her up when she's sleeping no (laughs) go and tell her (laughs) knock it off like she was acting like a child and Emma reacted thinking oh my gosh this my mom's gonna get an abortion like tomorrow before her wedding and not tell I don't know I think it's justified like I think that Spike should have never said anything to Emma. Yes, that's number one. But also, Emma couldn't have waited till the next day instead of walking across the city in her pajamas to go tell Snake at his bachelor party. Like, you couldn't have waited a little bit, really. She probably thought her mom was gonna wake up and just go get an abortion. (laughs) This poor girl was so scared. What did you think of Simpson's reaction to all this? He was scary. <laughs> it, it honestly was. He was so mad. That but, was like, top-notch acting. I was like scared. <laughs> I was scared watching Emma. I was like, oh no. Like literally everyone overreacted to the situation so much. Like Spike is like a 30-year-old woman and she's pregnant. It happens. It's not that big of a deal. And she literally just found out that day. I think she could have waited until after the wedding to tell Snake. <laughs> I, I think that would have been fine. Yeah. As long as she was going to tell Snake at some point, that would have been fine. I didn't love their whole showing, like running away and then showing up to the wedding in like their normal clothing. And like, it just didn't build up the right way for it to be like cute, in my opinion. I was kind of like annoyed <laughs> that this was all happening. Because <laughs> again, poor Emma. Emma's a literal child and both of these people who are going to be her parents have not showed up to their own wedding (laughs) i would be scarred for life and her hair is a hot mess oh oh my god her hair the poor girl what about (laughs) her and sean getting back together though so i think they waited the right amount of time because the reason they broke up was because he pushed her right Yes. And then they, that was like even before the season ended. So then like Sean hooked up with Ashley and like Emma had a crush on Craig. So they kind of like did their own things for a little bit, but like deep down still liked each other. I, like, again, I'm like such a fan. It's so hard for me to be like, Emma, don't go back to Sean because he pushed you. But I also kind of support their relationship. I definitely support their relationship. It did seem a little weird to me. 
I mean, I, I get it because they're literal eighth graders, but they got back together without really discussing the whole pushing incident. They were just like, oh, I, I still like you despite everything. So let's just get back together. Yeah, I wish they would have addressed it with him being like, I'm never going to do it again, or I don't know, something along the lines. But I did like how they kind of built it up first because they were like assigned to be like partners for something, right? In chemistry, or she was helping him study before they were dating again. Maybe, I don't remember. That might've been after they got back together, sorry. I mean, I thought it was cute that they got back together at the wedding. It was a very like corny scene, but I, I liked it. It was- yeah, like, like Sean leaning against the tree, like all bad boy, like in baggy clothes. <laughs> and I get Manny's intentions of inviting him to the wedding. And then it did suck that she had to like go back and be like, never mind, because Emma like threw a hissy fit about it. But I think it was nice that Emma went and like personally invited him herself. Yes, that was super cute. That was good. The one thing that also felt a little weird to me was that Sean was trying to get with Ashley for a hot minute at the beginning of the season. Well, it was because, I mean, if you think about it, he he thought he had zero chance of getting back with Emma ever again. So him and Ashley had hooked up at that party. So he probably built it up in his head that like he actually liked Ashley. Ashley was so scary in the season. <laughs> We'll talk about her next, I think. But <laughs> but I think that they just wanted to continue like the Sean Jimmy beef, really. For sure. So I was glad when Ashley ended things or whatever with Sean. I, I can't picture them together at all. I, I, I would be such a weird couple. <laughs> I don't know what they would talk about. He's also younger or at least like a grade younger. And it was all of her friends were right knock that shit off Ashley we'll talk about it but like oh my god she was I didn't whatever whatever (laughs) I understand where he was coming from because maybe he really did think their hooking up was something more than her being on E but (laughs) but I'm glad that that did not happen I'm glad that they did not date and that him and Emma got back together absolutely but then I felt so bad for Sean when he was stressing out that whole episode. About the wedding invite? No, um, about his brother and like about the family dinner. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that whole episode. Yeah. So I, it was very interesting to watch because he went into it with so many thoughts and like I want them to like me I want the parents to like me and then his brother comes home and is like I quit my job and then she it was just a train wreck of a family for him and I feel so bad but I honestly think her mom really was getting those leftovers together because she thought that he was poor and had no money and no family oh really I thought like I feel like whenever I eat at a friend's house the mom was like oh take this home with you the only reason I say that is because she recently was like, no kid should be living like this. It's like right before that. Because I think, I don't remember if he got up to go, like when he went to get the drink or something. And I feel like she said that to Simpson. And then afterwards she was like, oh, you should take these for a home cooked meal. And I'm like, oh, that was so me. Like it's it was underlining, even if she was like, I didn't say it. It's like, no, you definitely were thinking it and we're going to call CPS the second he left. <laughs> okay, I could see it a little bit. Because- and he's already so insecure and like you could see it with the clothes and like him like holding his like socks because they had holes in them. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't be living like that. She's right. But it's also she could have went around it a different way. I think if she didn't say home cooked meal, it would have came off a little bit better. I guess that's true. Like just be like, oh, take this home. We have tons of leftovers. But yeah, that whole episode, it was just Sean internalizing being poor and internalizing like just being a fuck up because his whole family is a fuck up. Because like with his brother losing his job and then they were talking a little bit about how his parents are alcoholics. And then like kind of not doing the best at the family dinner. Like he was 
already not in a great mood and then just the stress of a family dinner with your girlfriend for the first time is going to be not a, not great. So he was just like internalizing all these terrible things about himself. And that is what led him to like drink and like just mess everything up, which is so sad. And he didn't really even want to go anyway, because he wanted to go to Jimmy's party and him and Jimmy were like finally becoming friends or something. Well, I think he wanted to go to the family dinner. He was just like, oh, this is like, I have to make a good impression. So like, I want to, but I don't want to, you know? Oh, okay. I thought he didn't want to go at all because when she told him about it, he was like, but Jimmy's party's tonight. And she's like, we can go after. (laughs) He didn't want to go because she told him the day of. Yeah, I would be annoyed about that. And he already had plans. So so that's that's that aspect. I think if she had told him a couple days in advance, he would have been happy to go. Okay. Nervous about it. Yeah, that's fair. I am not a fan of his brother. I know we're not supposed to be, but like I still don't like him. Really? Like I think he's doing the best he can. I don't know. I think he's too inappropriate. Like Okay, him calling Emma out at like the parent-teacher night, fine. But also you're picking a fight with a child. So calm yourself. And then didn't he kick Emma and Sean out when they were studying? He's like, can you go somewhere else? And they like left and went to her house. Maybe. Yeah, that happened in one of the episodes. Like they were sitting down and Emma like leaned back in the chair and he's like, that chair's broken. And then the brother came in and they, he like looks at him and he's like, can you guys go? So I was like, that's annoying. Like, what are you even doing? I don't know. I just don't think he's like the best. And I know that you're right. He probably is trying his hardest. At the same yeah. time, like what did he, he, he lost his job because of his pride. Like that's some toxic masculine bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like- keep the job until you find a new one yeah. and then put it don't like put yourself in a situation where you can't whatever okay obviously it's Degrassi so <laughs> but yeah it seeing Sean mess up because of this whole situation was just so hard to see because he just kind of thinks he's doomed to an awful life because being confronted with like his family situation with his brother just reminds him of all the awful things that I'm sure have happened with his family in the past. Yes, and I also wanted to ask you if you have any opinions on how they have Sean and him, I don't know if you wanna say like poor, but I guess more on that side. And they also have the Spinner poor plot line. And I know that we'll probably talk about that when we talk about Spinner, but What do you think of them, like, having both going at the same time? Well, Spinner's poor plot wasn't really, it didn't feel like it was a family issue. It was just, like, he's a standard, like, family, and they can't afford a $300 MP3 player. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. It it, it seemed different. Like, it was just, Spinner was just insecure that his friend was rich or richer than him, not that he was poor, you know? Okay, I see that. Cause I was like watching and I'm like, this is interesting that they're having like, I feel like they were doing a way better job with Sean and then Spinner, they were just like, you wear the same sweatshirt seven times in a row, you're poor. And I was like, wait, what is, what is going on? Yeah, I don't think they kind of frame Spinner as being like a low income family. It's just, he's not filthy rich (laughs) and his best friend is Jimmy who always gets fancy things so he's just insecure whereas Sean is insecure because he's poor and he has internalized that and he's he was just reminded of it because of his brother and then that kind of forces him to fall into the habit of drinking because that's what his family does because he is just insecure about being poor Gotcha. And that's why he gets so mad at Spike because he doesn't want to be insecure about being poor, but he is. So it's kind of like a defense mechanism to like stop himself from having to confront that, confront being poor. Do you think Emma should have tried to continue to make things work after that party? 
Or like, do you think she should have been like, this is another warning sign that this kid is obviously like not okay? Well, it was definitely a warning sign, but kind of in the sense that he needs help. Not that like, this is a deal breaker in our relationship. It's just Sean is going through a tough time right now and I need to be there for him because I like him. Okay. I think if my parents in eighth grade had to pick up me and my drunk boyfriend, I would have been put in a all girls private school immediately after. (laughs) Well, Spike is super chill. She is chill. And she just also knows that he's going through a, a tough time and they never even ask about it either, which is great. I like that policy that they're like, we get one phone call, no explanations. Yeah. It was, it was super nice. That like I think that last scene of the episode with Sean and Emma at the lockers, where it's just like, Sean, you have to talk to me when things are going wrong. Like, we need to help each other. Because Emma's really helping Sean throughout this whole episode. And Sean was also helping Emma through the wedding stuff a little bit. She still went to him for advice when she went to go be like, you can't come to my wedding, but also my wedding. <laughs> and he like still was like kind to her, which was nice. Yeah, they're like so supportive of each other and I love it. They're my favorite. And you know what? That's, I think the, my only issue with them is that they don't readdress the pushing thing, but we've moved past it. It's a whole new year. Obviously, if it was a bigger issue for either of them, they would have brought it up. Or Degrassi just wanted to forget about it. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they were like, it's been enough time. Like, I guess Emma realized that Sean is in a better place now, I guess. So they could get back together. I don't know. Yeah. I just love watching Sean through these seasons. I don't know. He's just such a fascinating character to me. I know. I wish he had more. Like, Sean really only had that one episode this whole season. Yeah, he's just, like, a friend to everyone. But I like I like when they, what they do with him later. Yes. Because especially Sean with Craig. He is so good in, in the first episode of the season with Craig. I love that they become friends because... What was it? Oh, they became friends because girls thought Craig was hot. So Sean was like, I'm going to hang out with Craig. <laughs> Well, I thought they, they they became friends because Sean literally stopped Craig from getting hit by a train. Well, when they first, their first conversations in the hallway on like the first day when Craig bumps into Sean in the hallway and Sean's like, watch it, like back off. And then all the girls are like, he, 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 Craig. And then Sean's like, actually, <laughs> let's be friends. And I was like, is that a guy thing? Do guys like be friends with each other so that they could like get more girl, whatever. I don't know. I don't remember that, but that makes sense. I just remember it because I was like that's so strange but also because Jimmy and Sean were still not friends so I'm sure that helped that Sean had Craig yes okay we did a lot of talking about (laughs) Sean (laughs) let's get back to Emma (laughs) yeah the last thing with Emma is her whole GM food protest oh yeah so first of all Emma Calm the fuck down. (laughs) I don't know what the science behind GM foods was in like 2002, but like, really, you're gonna use the scorpion DNA argument to be like, there's scorpion in this tomato. Like, no, bitch, that's just how DNA works. (laughs) It's funny because I went to college with a girl who was the same way. Like, she would not eat any GMO foods. She specifically food shopped for foods that were free from GMOs. And she spent, I think she said like a hundred dollars a week on groceries. And I was like, holy crap. I microwave everything I eat, <laughs> literally everything. <laughs> yeah. But I, okay, I'll be honest. And I'm, this sticks all the way through the rest of Degrassi for me. I don't care about the activist plots. I'm sorry. It's a great thing to show them for people who maybe like don't think about it before and I just don't care. I don't care about the GM foods. It's not relatable for me. I don't know. Well, I feel like the point of the episode wasn't like a PSA about like, think about how how dangerous GM foods might be. The point of the episode was Emma's free speech. And she kind of recognized that too. Like she kind of transitioned 
from like, oh, this is just about how bad GM foods are. And she moved to radishes taking away my freedom of speech. Yeah, I also think it was to show the difference in her and Simpson's relationship of kind of tying into the favoritism thing because he was like, as a teacher, like you need to go home, but also as your dad, I totally back you in like whatever you need to do. So I feel like they had to like have that conversation as well. Yeah, I thought that was a nice full circle moment from the beginning of the season where Emma kind of expects Simpson to support her. And then he is just like, I can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was my favorite part of that whole plot. Otherwise I didn't really, I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, like I'm glad that she stood up for herself and her beliefs, but like Emma just needs to get over herself a little bit because also like just thinking about all the stuff that Emma does in the future, I feel like this is kind of the start of Emma's savior complex. I think that the start was when she was with that whole kids announcement and the computers and stuff. That was way too much for me. I was like, all right, but I, I can see this too. Yeah, that was that was the start of her activism. But like, I feel like this, where she is like the leader of this protest and she is like picketing outside and she decides to get suspended in honor of her beliefs. I feel like this is kind of the start of her like thinking that she could save everyone. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to keep up with that. I do wish that they had a, a conversation between Spike and Simpson about this. They kind of just never addressed it because Spike was like gone. Yeah, she know. was like gone for the weekend, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any last things about Emma. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's all I got for her. Yeah. I feel like this was a less intense season for her than season one. I think my favorite scene with Emma in this whole season was her and Manny sneaking in to the dance. Yeah, that was really cute. I really liked it because a lot of the plots or a lot of the things that were going on were very like adult problems. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that was kind of just nice to see them like being high school kids. Yeah. It was cute. Yes. And speaking of that, infamous dance. Let's move on to Craig <laughs> and Manny. Craig and Manny, let's do it. Okay, so Craig is a new character of the season, of course, and he starts off with a whole bang. I don't know why he's a new student, because it seems like he already lives in the area, but he is just starting to go to Degrassi, and we find out that he gets occasionally abused by his dad. So it's a whole thing, like his dad does the classic, like, oh, I'm sorry I did this and gives him some money and such. But the the main kind of sticking point between him and his dad is that he wants to see his little sister, Angela, who lives with Joey, because I guess Craig's mom divorced his dad and then went on to marry Joey and have Angela. So Craig's dad just wants nothing to do with Joey or Angela at all. So he forbids Craig from seeing her, but Craig of course wants to see his baby sister. So that's kind of what kickstarts the whole him getting help because he's really trying to see Angela, but then his dad is beating him for seeing her. So he ends up running away and almost gets hit by a train, but gets help thanks to Sean. And then Sean and Emma help Joey find him and then they decide instead of calling CPS, Craig is going to live with Joey for the time being and just see how things are going. So the next thing with Craig is that Joey is like leaving for the weekend and lets him have a few buds over to hang out and just have some bro time. But they decide to take a car from Joey's used car lot just around the corner, but then they end up taking it to like get concert tickets or something. And then Joey, of course, finds out and has a screaming fit at Craig, rightfully so. Then the next thing is after the school dance where Craig decided to dance with Manny instead of Emma, Manny decides to ask Craig out on a date. 
and they go out on a date and they have very different perspectives of how it went. <laughs> so Manny thinks it went beautifully and that it was a fantastic fairy tale time. And then Craig had an awful time and almost got, well, he did get injured. <laughs> so yeah, they end up not continuing with this relationship. One, because Craig thinks Manny looks like his little sister. And also just Manny is very immature. Like there's a scene towards the end of the episode where like Manny decorates Craig's locker to make him feel better, which is a total middle school thing to do. That's a total Dave move. <laughs> and then Craig is like, um, you are an actual child. I can't date you. I'm sorry. And that's the end of Craig and Manny for now. And then the last thing with Craig is that it's towards the end of the school year and his dad comes back and is like, oh, you should come back and live with me now. I've gotten anger management. I'm in a better place. But then I forget what they get into an argument about. I think he wants to go on a trip or something. He wants him to move back home and says that Joey's place is not stable. And Craig says how Joey's is the only stability that he has and that he kind of assumes that the dad's trying to buy him back with the tickets to Europe. Right, right. Yeah, so Craig says, I need to say Joey's and Craig's dad hits him again for saying that. And then he drives off in a huff and then he ends up dying in a car crash that night. So then the next episode is that Craig isn't really sure how to feel about his dad's death. He's happy that this abusive person is out of his life, but it's also his dad. So he just has a ton of conflicting emotions. Like he laughs at the funeral, but then he breaks down at this, the end of year dance with Ashley. But then thanks to Queen Terry, she, she kind of talks to him and sympathizes over the fact that they both have a dead parent. And Craig kind of ends the season in a, I guess not a good place, but a better place. Okay. Let's just get Emma and Manny. I mean, not Emma and Manny, sorry. Like the crush and Craig out of the way first. Yeah. So okay. I honestly thought Craig and Emma were going to date. I thought it was going in that direction. Yeah, but I'm really surprised it didn't honestly. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was. I guess they really wanted Emma to get back with Sean or something. But then like the biggest plot twist in Degrassi season two, when Craig chooses Manny to dance with him. Oh my God. And then is it like right after that when they start having like the singing? Or when does Manny like fantasize about Craig? Oh, that's, that's the episode where they have the date. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love when they're like singing in the Cinderella or whatever it is. I it's honestly a bop. <laughs> it is a bop. And she, they could both sing. They really can. I was like, holy shit, this is actually good. Yeah. It was, it was definitely weird how Craig actually liked Manny instead of Emma. And I'm also a little surprised that Emma and Manny did not fight over him at all. I'm glad they didn't. We didn't need any like drama between them just yet. And I think it's because Emma still low-key like Sean. And they just didn't want to like address it yet. She didn't really have any connection to Craig. She just thought he was cute. Yeah, but then she also had more of the relationship with Craig than Manny did in general. Yeah. So that was kind of weird, but whatever. So Craig and Manny dancing at the dance. And then Manny asking him out was really cute. I was like, all right. Their date thing. Okay, honestly, do you think they dragged that out a little bit? I was like, <laughs> I wanted that episode to be done. They just watching the date twice. It was a great idea. I just wish that they did it a little bit faster. Yeah, it was definitely, it was funny to see like Manny fantasizing about all these things and seeing what actually happened with Craig. <laughs> But I agree, like, it was a, a teeny bit long. <laughs> and did you not die when he said that Manny reminds him of the, his sister? Yeah, two things for that. Of course, we need to remember that Manny and Angela are real-life sisters. <laughs> so 
which is hilarious. Cute little callback there. But then also, he says that Manny looks like his sister, and then he impregnates her in season three. Stop! Don't ruin it! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's in the next season? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, but remember, Manny does have that iconic thong scene, so she just goes right up. (laughs) Actually, I was thinking about how this date episode really builds up to that. Because, because the whole reason that Craig isn't into her is because she's immature. True. So when Craig is like, I don't like you, well, I guess he doesn't tell her this, but like he doesn't he doesn't tell her that like she looks like his sister and that she's immature. But like it's pretty obvious that what she's doing isn't vibing with him, which I'm sure she's like, ooh, she he probably thinks I'm just a itty bitty eighth grader and not worth seeing which is the perfect transition to her being like oh I'm going to be the school skank and wear thongs out of my pants and get Craig to cheat on Ashley with me (laughs) so oh I can't wait to watch that but until we get there honestly fair Manny was pretty immature like with the stuffed animals and stuff I was like all right this this definitely makes sense yeah, like, and decorating the locker and, like, cotton candy. And then, like, they were supposed to see a movie, but instead the carnival was at the mall, so they decided to do that, or Manny decided to do that to, to do that instead. Which also, didn't the mall just conveniently look a lot like the school? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at it, I'm like, those are literally the stairs. <laughs> oh, that's so good. But... I don't know. I I was rooting for them a little bit. But I also, we knew that he was going to end up with Ashley because they were slowly building that up on the side. Yes, for sure. Like, that that was definitely emphasized with the locker scene where, like, Manny shows Craig the locker and then Ashley shows up and, like, talks to him about some school thing. And it's, mm-hmm. like, pretty obvious, like, who Craig is actually into. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he treated Manny poorly in this scenario. I think he was pretty honest. And after that, I didn't really hate him for how he treated Manny. Yeah. Which I, I feel like a lot of times I'm like, wow, I hate the men in Degrassi and how they treat women. I think that he really was kind of just like upfront, honest, and that was that. Yeah, for sure. Like, this is the only season where I could tolerate Craig. <laughs> yeah, I watching this, I'm like, you know what? I like Craig. I think that they do a great job with his character. And he's also a really good actor. I feel like he's like top actor in this whole season. Oh, absolutely. He's great. Um, anything else for Manny? Uh, not with Manny. Does she, she doesn't do anything else in the season, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I was just trying to think. And then, okay, so do you want to get into his dad? Yeah, the only other thing is living with joey yeah let's let's do it let's do it now joey yeah so the main thing i noticed was that it was a cute callback to degrassi junior high when joey did the same thing with stealing a car yes i am really glad that they got joey back i really liked watching him in degrassi junior high and i know he was pretty much like the lead character or one of them in that so it's really enjoyable. I can't believe how different he looks, but I still really enjoy him as a character. I think that he really does try to be a somewhat decent dad to Craig. It's tough because he's raising like a little girl and then all of a sudden he gets like a teenage boy. Yeah. And he just assumes that this kid is responsible enough to handle himself when in reality this kid shouldn't be driving, but he is. <laughs> yeah. Like it it does make sense why Joey is a bit of a pushover because he hasn't had to deal with a teenager and also Joey is a bit immature himself. <laughs> so, yeah. and also they haven't really formed that like guardian relationship yet. Like Craig does the classic, you're not my dad. <laughs> yep, Emma did it too. I'm pretty sure this season at some point <laughs> Simpson, so. <laughs> yeah, so it, it just kind of emphasizes how Craig is still a kid. Yep, and I don't know. I think it was really, 
it wasn't Joey's job to step up because he really isn't related to Craig in any way. He just happens to have Craig's half sister. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it just shows how kind Joey is and that he went and tried to talk to the dad at the dealership. And yeah, from what I understand, it sounds like the mom left the dad for Joey, I'm pretty sure. And that's why they don't get along or like each other at all. Um, I was trying to figure out the timeline of how long they were together before she died, but I'm not sure. But regardless, I think Joey did a really good job with taking in Craig and trying his best and like just doing all the, even though there was a little slip up with the car. Yeah. Though I, I was thinking about the timeline too, but with respect to how Joey and Craig's mom must have had a huge age gap because Craig is a year older than Emma and then Spike is the same age as Joey and Spike had Emma at 14 that means they were 13 when Craig was born I'm trying to think because they showed the tombstone but I didn't write down the years that she was alive oh yeah I'm sure that would via a good tell but yeah like Craig was born when Joey was 13 which means that assuming that Craig's mom isn't like a teen mom because his dad is probably 40s yeah so that means Craig's mom must be like at least mid 30s right I'm looking I'm looking it up okay it says that she was alive from 1968 to 1999. And I don't know when Joey's birthday is. <laughs> so she was 31 when she died. That means she had Craig at like 16. Joey, I think is, is he around like 20? Cause they had their 10 year reunion, which means he's like 20, 20 28, 29. Okay. So it's not a huge age gap. She just had Craig, which makes sense if you think about it, because the dad is so abusive and she finally like got to leave this awful relationship when she was that she got into when she was young, got with Joey, and then died. <laughs> so then why didn't she take Craig with her? Yeah, I don't really know what happened there. Yeah. A lot, a lot of a lot of what ifs, but for sure, like Joey definitely stepped up and I'm glad he did so. Yep, love it. The last thing is that like the like sleepover summer party with Craig and the bros. That was- Wait, so that was so funny. <laughs> it was so cute. I love, I actually died when Marco called Emma and gave it to Sean. And, and I was like, wow, prank calling your ex, Sean. I peed my pants. I was like, that is such a a high school. That was like written by high schoolers. It was so perfect. <laughs> it was so well done. Yes, it was it was such a cute, like just a friendship type thing. And them eating all the chips and just like feeling like crap because all they did was eat junk food and do nothing. And then get the spray cheese as their fun time. <laughs> I loved it. I I really enjoyed that. And I also made me happy that Craig had friends. Yes. Boys will be boys. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> okay. So now let's get to the, the meat of it. So just the first episode of the season where Craig's dad is abusing him, it's just so hard to watch. And like the, the golf club scene, like that, I'm that literally scares me to death every time I see it. It's so interesting to watch this when you are older versus when I watched it when I was in high school, because it seems like this, when you're in high school, it's kind of like, oh, this is all fake. Like this doesn't actually happen to people. But now that I'm older and like have experienced more things, this definitely happens. And it's horrifying. This poor kid is experiencing these things. Yeah, it's so bad. I also noticed how in addition to the physical abuse, his dad is also emotionally abusing him by not allowing him to see Angela at all. And he's like very controlling about like, oh, you need to be home for dinner at this time and all those terrible things. Yeah, and I think it ties into him having the fear of his wife left him. 
So now Craig is going to just like leave him, which is not, I'm not rationalizing it. I just think that that's, that was like a good tie-in because I think it even comes back at some point where he's like, well, what are you going to leave like your mom or something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think Craig even tried to talk about his mom at some point and then his dad gives him a look and then Craig just stops. Yeah. He's so bitter about the mom, which is so interesting because she's dead at this point. Mm -hmm. so like why even act like that but he's an awful person yeah the golf club thing was unreal though I was like what were you going to do with that I I don't even want to think about it oh it was so scary but I'm glad that Craig was able to get out of that at that point like Sean is just such a fantastic friend in these episodes we already talked about it but I can't stop saying it (laughs) he was so good I also wrote down, I said, Craig's mom leaving his dad for Joey fair (laughs) after this. (laughs) Like, get out of there. Yeah, and I wrote the same thing. I wrote Craig's dad with the golf club. Hated it. Which led to, which you just said, the train scene. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. That was insane. Because it's like, you just meet Craig and him wanting to... I don't know, almost die, I guess, in that scenario. Like the abuse must be must have been going on for so long. Yeah. I hated it. But also with with the train scene and also some of the things that Craig does in the death episode, like I I am not an expert on bipolar disorder symptoms or whatever, but I feel like the train scene and also when he kind of has a breakdown at the school dance about his dad's death. I feel like those are really good foreshadowing about him having bipolar disorder. Yeah, I was actually gonna bring that up because sometimes bipolar disorder can be triggered by a significant trauma in your life. So him having, bi- like not having it, but it coming up after his dad died, I definitely was like, that is the most accurate connection I've ever seen Degrassi do (laughs) and it's the same thing if you think about it with Eli Eli's girlfriend died traumatically and then later on you learn that he is bipolar so it's like it's triggered by these things I don't know if the train scene just yet could be the bipolar thing but it it could it could too yeah it definitely feels like it is because he's kind of laughing as it's coming towards him like he's kind of having a manic type of episode oh that's a good point Oh, they just, it's like insane how well they did with Craig. Yeah, as much as I hate Craig after season two, like he is a fantastic actor. Yeah, it's so good. Good in like a different sense of the word. (laughs) But I also loved the reaction to his dad's death. Like it was, it was so nuanced and so complex. It is something that I could never even imagine. So I think that they did the best job that they could trying to like show what would happen and I absolutely loved that they got Terry to come and talk to him it was just so perfect and she really would be the only person I think that had any right to talk to him about a parent Mm -hmm. yeah I wanted to show that scene so let's let's watch it real quick great I'm gonna cry What's wrong with me? Nothing. You're angry and you're sad. This was supposed to be my night. I'm with Ash with a stupid luau, king and queen. When my mom died, I was at my friend's birthday party. I was having a great time. And then my dad came to tell me. At the party? Yeah. I was so mad. Because she died? No. Because I couldn't play pin the tail on the donkey. 
That's a fun game when you're a little kid. Exactly. It wasn't until later that it hit that, that she was dead. Before my dad died, I wanted him gone. So why am I crying now that he is? Because you love him. so good it's so good it's the perfect I don't know I don't know if they like had this in mind with Terry's character or anything but it just is so necessary and I'm so glad that they did this yeah I just love how nuanced it is because like like he said he's he would have been happy if his dad was gone from his life forever because he was so awful to him for so long. But then there's also the part of him that, especially with his mom also being dead, he's an actual orphan now. Yes, and you don't even, I feel like you don't think about that because I didn't think about that either. The fact that his mom is also dead. Yeah. And so he's already lost a parent. We don't really know how. I guess maybe he was like a little bit already removed because she was already with joey at this point but it doesn't matter this poor kid yeah and i'm sure that he had some good times with his dad in like the 14 years that he knew him <laughs> like so it's, it's just the fact that he's his dad you know like that's just a hard thing to deal with regardless of the abuse situation it's such conflicting emotions and everything yeah it's it's so tough but I think that they did a really good job with how he reacted also after it happened. Like him wanting to go to school and pretend like everything is normal is totally a fair reaction on his part. I feel like there's just like, you need a sense of normalcy and like in his scenario, who is telling him what he's supposed to be doing? You know, obviously no one because he went to school anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and also he's kind of been removed from his dad for like most of the year at this point. Like he he's already used to not seeing his dad every day. So I'm sure it, it kind of felt, especially after the night before where his dad hit him again, that it didn't really even feel like anything had really happened. Yeah. When Terry came and talked to him, were you thinking that he was going to like blow up at her? No. I was, when I first watched it, I was kind of nervous when she came around the corner and he was there. I was wondering if he was going to blow up at her, but then in like, in reality, he, cause he's just like, he's a nice guy in the season. Yeah. So he just, I'm glad that he sat and just like was able to talk it through with Terry. Yeah. Oh, so rough. These kids need help. I'm literally dying watching this as a teacher. <laughs> so and Radich doing like a 180 out of there like <laughs> yeah like he sees he sees that he has a friend that doesn't mean he doesn't need a adult to help him out Mr. Radich honestly Mr. Radich sucks sucks eggs I'm over him <laughs> yeah I just feel so bad for everyone in this situation you know one other note that I had that I wanted to say was when Craig went to go live with Joey. I said, Joey taking what's left of Craig's dad's family. <laughs> I don't even feel bad. That guy was the worst. <laughs> but it's true. Joey really just like took that man's family. Wait, so there was a, a detail in one of the other episodes. It's um, where Ashley and Craig are doing like a scene for English class and they kind of play the scene as like an abusive husband. Craig dresses up like his dad in that scene. Did you notice that? 
No, I didn't even think about, I was so stuck on like the fact that they were just like reenacting it in a different way. I didn't even think about the abuse part of it. Am I the worst? Did I miss that? Yeah, like like they're reenacting abuse for one thing. Like they they purposefully make the scene abusive. And then Craig also dresses up like his dad. Like he wears glasses, he wears like a suit. Yeah. Oh my God, that's insane. I also wanted to ask you what you thought about Ashley kind of like pushing Craig towards being friendly with his father. Like I understand her intentions. I feel like it just like set the tone that like Ashley is going to be annoying with Craig forever. And I hate it. I don't know. Well, did she really know the full situation? No, but I feel like in some scenarios, like, is it really your job to be like, people change? It's like, you don't even know what happened. Stop. I don't know. I just loved when Sean spit. Oh, Easily. yeah. When his dad shows up to the school and like Sean spits on the sidewalk. Yep. Because he goes, I think Craig introduces, he's like, this is Ashley. And then this is Sean. And Ashley's like, hi. And then Sean literally just looks him in the eye and just spits. Yeah. I thought, I was like, that was so awesome. I never noticed that before in, until this rewatch. Sean is so great. Love it. He's a good friend for Craig too. I think that he's good. Yeah. And then I guess to just close things out on a slightly happier note, how do you feel about Craig and Ashley's buildup in this season? It was good because Ashley was going through so much on her own with like the Jimmy and Sean thing. And then Craig was friends with Sean, but he didn't really know what the deal with Ashley was. I think that they kept them so far removed from each other's like lives that when they became partners, it kind of like made sense that it built from that way. Mm -hmm. I just think that Ashley has the, the hero complex. Like I don't, it annoys me. It's kind of like similar to Emma, which like, I know that they're kind of similar characters, like where they're both supposed to be like the lead, whatever, activist like girl characters. But I just think that Ashley's already like trying to save Craig and I don't really love it. Yeah, a little bit. I guess I'll have to see how it continues into the next season. Cause it, it does leave on a rough note with Craig like, and that scene with Terry. Mm -hmm. And then Ashley is kind of coddling up a, a little bit with regards to his dad's death, too. Yeah, because I think part of it also is that she is very much, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. And then now she's like, woe is me. I also have a boyfriend whose dad just died. So it's like, oh, this, <laughs> this is not adding well into your, like, <laughs> goth <laughs> like phase either you don't need more trauma in your life <laughs> yeah I definitely liked their friendship overall in this season and I thought the build-up to them getting together made sense it did make sense I did like their friendship I'm glad that they kind of kept the Sean and Jimmy drama like on the side and not super involved with them yeah it kind of gave her a place to be herself without having to worry about what everybody else thought so I kind of like that Yes. And I think Ashley is who we're talking about next. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Ashley. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, our next episode is who Ashley, Jimmy, who else did we say? Ellie Marco? I think so. And oh, probably Terry too. Terry doesn't do much. Except for this iconic scene. Yes. <laughs> Do you have anything else for Emma, Craig, Sean, Manny? I think overall, I'm glad that they're starting to build Manny's character more. Emma's annoying, but whatever. I still like her. She's not too annoying. Sean is going to be a great character, or at least like they're doing something with him, kind of. And Craig, like I would have given him an award for this season. I think he was great. And that's the best thing I could say about Craig. I will not be saying any good things about him moving forward, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see for next. I did honestly kind of start next season a little bit because I just, it's season two. I'm telling you right now, season two, I think is 
one of my favorite seasons. Really? I've decided I'm going to start ranking the seasons as we go. So like one compared to two, two is better. For sure. And as we go on, I'll just like keep doing that. Yeah. I don't know where it ranks overall for me. I just know that I don't like whenever they have like the middle school plots in season two, because there's a couple of them. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. What did you think of this whole season? What do you think? Or this, these four characters? I like them overall. Like, I'm glad that Emma, like we we saw less of her than we saw in season one. Like she kind of was oversaturated in season one, but here it was more spread out. So I liked that. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we'll see you next time for Ashley and others who I just mentioned. I don't remember already. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.